Hello, and welcome to Second Vision. Today, I'm delighted to say that I have Judy Oburn with me. She is the founder and president of Hasmark Services, a publishing company out of Toronto, Canada. And in the past number of years, Judy has helped hundreds of authors obtain best-selling status with her series of books entitled Unwavering Strength. And I am delighted to say that I'm one of the co-authors in Volume 2 of this amazing series. And the reason for Judy starting up this series is that she has kindly donated a, a large portion of the book to cancer, and the reason being is that she suffered a number of losses of family members to cancer in just a few short years. And her story of finding a silver lining in that cloud is so inspiring that I wanted to bring her on the show today. And in addition to that, I thought that the collection of stories in Unwavering Strength was so incredibly inspiring with these authors coming on and telling, writing about their stories of overcoming adversity that I'm doing a special series on the book entitled Unwavering Strength. And here today to talk about her story and how she found the positive when life was so difficult is Judy Oburn. How are you, Judy? Good. Thanks, Krista. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's it's my pleasure. And thank you so much for for all the things you've done for all the authors in the book and inspiring so many people. I mean, this book is it's got a little bit of a chicken soup for the soul type feel, doesn't it? Yes, yes. Thank you. And and, and all of the authors in it are are just such amazing inspirations. I just I needed to honor them and and that's the reason I decided to put together it, it the book is a compilation. It is, and it's it's really wonderful because we have all different kinds of stories in the book. But let's start with yours, since you spearheaded the whole project. Tell us what happened in your life that that uh, inspired you to create this series. Well, I'll I'll try to be brief, because you know, in hindsight, it it seems somewhat brief. Although when you're in the middle of it, there's nothing brief about it. So no, there's nothing um, brief about loss. <laughs> No, no, exactly. Uh, so several years ago, I guess in 2007, I was I was married. We came together. It was, you know, it wasn't our second marriage. So we went, you know, off to Hawaii and got married. And I knew my mom wasn't feeling well because she didn't come with us. And, and in only a few, short few months, she ended up getting diagnosed with terminal cancer. So we ended up spending our first our first anniversary actually in the hospital with her. And oh my as she was yeah, progressing through her cancer. So you know, we did uh, we did what we honored her and did her service and you know, we we got through our first, you know, year, first Christmas and the following March she died in at the end of August October. The following March, I ended up, I had been working in a corporation for 15 years. I ended up getting walked out of that job. And that's when I actually... So that was a double loss. That was the second loss. That's it. Yes. So then I incorporated a company. That's when I incorporated Hasmark Services because I needed something to keep me sort of grounded in, in, in place. And as I was going through the process of incorporating my company, my dog got sick, ended up passing away only a month after I was home with him, and he had cancer. Oh, my goodness. Of course, there's the third. Okay, that's enough because it's, it's like it's all really, really close for all major changes. So we're done. 
uh, I'm going to get over it, I'm going to recover, and, and life will go on. And so then, you know, we do, we continue on with our life, we begin to start planning, we realize life is too short, so we start to recognize that, you know, you're here one minute, and gone the next, so... We began the traveling, and, you know, I'm working on a new company. I'm figuring out how that growth will be. And we get a call in February that one of uh, my husband's sisters is in the hospital. And she had suffered a heart attack, and a week later, she passed away from cancer. A week later. So, a week later. It was within, she had been treated, but they, they really didn't, they didn't diagnose it as cancer, which, which, you know, I could get into that whole medical part of it, but I, I choose not to. I really don't yeah. want to digress into yeah. what yeah. happens in the medical system. All I can say is, people, you just have to know your own body because the medical system isn't, you know, it's just so overworked, they're not going to be able to help you like they once did. So you need to pay attention to your own signs. So Definitely. not 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 very long after his other sister starts to complain she's not well and she starts going she went in for physical therapy she was going in for acupuncture and she was suffering in a lot of pain so we ended up thinking she ended up going in for um a kidney stone over the uh a long weekend in the summer that same summer after his other sister had died, and, and uh, so we thought, okay, good, and she didn't get better. She kept getting worse, so we thought, uh-oh, it's her heart. So a couple months later, we end up, she's so bad that we end up bringing her into the hospital, and uh, they diagnosed and, and her excuse with me, this was your cancer. sister-in-law then? Yes, this is my second sister-in-law. So this is my your husband's second, other oh, sister. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so it's the sister that she had that no is, signs of you know, cancer when the other sister died. None, no signs. And how old whatsoever. were they? It was about, they, they were both. They're all around fifty-eight, sixty-ish. So young. Oh my God! It it was because it. I, I think it, you know what the shock is like. It's like you know being. It's the most surreal feeling because it's like I've That's heard the only it word. over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the, the back story, too, that my brother actually died in 1999 from cancer, and he was just short his 50th birthday. My mm. father had, in his 50s, gone in and had his bladder removed from cancer. I mean, he survived cancer. It ended up being a stroke that finally got him, but it was like I just kept getting touched by cancer. It just kept coming back and it wasn't just my family now now it's my husband's family that's going through it as well so after his his second sister the second one gets diagnosed with terminal cancer our job then is she's she's a single woman with kids with grown-up kids but we're taking care of her we've been with her all the time we're you know really great friends with her you know in addition to being family so we're we're helping to take care of her and so we took a week off, went down to Florida, and we got back. And the day after, which they always tell you, this is when things are going to happen. It's almost scary to go on vacation. Is right. My husband has a my husband had a heart attack. I, so now I we got three don't siblings. Know how you ever handled all of that? Well, the, I I think when you're it's it's I don't know. I think it's like being in the middle you're of in a, shock. a storm, you're sort of in in the mode. Yeah, when something like yeah, that happens, just, it takes over. 
That's it. You know, in hindsight, if someone had told me I was going through it, I think there would have been a vial of something I took, you know, not yes. all kidding aside, yes. because yes. if some, if you knew what you knew you were going to be dealing with, because cancer is a horrific, horrific way to go. It, oh, it's that's almost that's terrible. I know I lost my dad from leukemia, yeah. so I know all about it. Yeah, it, it, it's, you know, when I had the dog, when I had the, we had the choice. He was quite bad. It, it was all through him, and they told us they could do nothing with him. And they told us to go home and let him finish dying. And it was like, but why? Like, we did. Mm. But we're sitting there. You can't not sit there and think, why? Why are you making me keep this animal alive? There's no, no future, no, no hope, no research, no nothing going well, the on to save the animal. quality of life is just gone. Quality of yes, life. Is he gone. could not walk. He couldn't walk down the stairs. The good news with the no. dog was he literally went from being fine to like in a like I am talking. He went for um, uh, grooming. He was mm-hmm. fine leaving. We didn't see any sign. He came back and he wasn't walking. Okay, that's oh. how fast that dog's life changed. And like I said, within. Probably within one week, we had him put to sleep because it was like you could just, he stopped walking. He wasn't able to get downstairs when it's no different than a human being. When you can no longer no, take, of course your, not. take care of yourself, it's like, no. why are we keep it? You only keep them alive for yourself. So, and just, so anyways, just now to lose a dog alone, you know, many people get depressed. They sink into yeah. a depression when they, they yeah. lose an animal. Of You know, my brother mm-hmm. had his dog. April for 18 years, one of the longest living dogs on the planet, and she was just so amazing. But they yes. all—they were so low after they had to put that dog down. So that alone, and then in here you're telling us all that you've had multiple losses at the same time. It's just I, I can't even imagine how difficult that was. And then to to know that you know we're taking care of his sister to make her as comfortable as can be, and my right. husband has a heart attack, which is now the third heart attack of the siblings, too. So now Uh, you're scared. But the good news was they were able to treat him really fast. They were able to, he was a couple days later, he's released. Yay. Good. He's going to be the one that's going to change this cycle of, you know, the nightmare we're in. Until we went to his doctor a month later. And I just thought, well, I'll just, I drive him because he hasn't got the all clear yet. So I figured he'll go in, they'll, he'll come back out, all clear, go back to work. He comes back and he's got a look on his face and he said, there's a spot on my lung. And I said, what? He said, yeah, while they were checking my heart, one of the doctors noticed a spot on my lung. And my doctor doesn't think anything of it. So he said, we'll send you for x-rays, we'll go. And, and if you know anything about Ontario in their medical Nothing is quick. An X-ray can take you I up do. to a my month family to get lives there. Half of my family. Yeah. So yes, it's a great system right. when it when it works. But if you're when it if works. you're really sick, you may have to wait in line. <laughs> yes. So he was waiting in line. So and as as the ultimate result was finding out that he had cancer. Now they've got to make a determination. So remember, we're taking care of his sister who's got cancer. And now we've got my husband with cancer. And we're literally going from his treatment to taking care of her. We would go in cycles of taking care of her, just like I did for mom and dad. There was someone always with them 24-7. You must have just thought you were living in some sort of nightmare movie. 
Oh, yeah. It's like I'm getting way too good at something I wish I never had to be good at. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. And I couldn't, the Except hardest thing that, for me, mm-hmm. I did, the hardest thing for me, though, was watching them. If you watch somebody who's going watch through it, suffer. you know. I know the times when I would visit my yeah. dad, and, you know, my sister and mother went through so much more because he, he had leukemia and I would fly, you know, back and forth to Canada when I could. But it was so heart-wrenching just to watch him go through that, you know. And I know from my account, yes. from my sister and my mother, they were with him all the time. It was just uh, just so terrible, terrible, you know. Something is going to take us all yes. out one day, you know. But that is yes. definitely one of the worst ways <laughs> yes. you can go, you know. Yeah, that's one thing you don't want. Yes. No. Yes. No. So, so no. anyways, the the summer of of 2011, I was I was we literally went to radiation treatment and and left radiation and went to his sister, and she passed away, and we would we would literally leave from making her arrangements and go back to his treatments because he had to be in it every single day because we were in the full cycle of his chemo and radiation. So. Right. Unfortunately, and then the whole service had to be arranged around it. And, you know, we're thinking is at this point he's due to have an operation. They'll get the cancer, you know, and everything will be fine. So we progressed. We continued treatment. We did the operation. And after a couple months, he, he instead of he started to get better. And then all of a sudden you saw him turn. And that's when your heart sinks because you know what's coming next, which was the diagnosis that they had not caught it in time, that they had risked. What happened is they took time between after the heart attack because they must let the heart um, heal before they can begin his treatment. And so then they you gamble that that time they're asking for will save his life, and in in effect it it. You know, it's going to get him one way or the other. It's either if they go too fast, it's going to heart attack will sure. get him, or they go too slow and cancer, and cancer was the one error in this case. And, and so he passed away in 2012. And what I didn't tell you through all of this was when his sister was diagnosed, my daughter's girl, best friend got diagnosed with cancer also. She had just given birth to her to her little daughter. She already had a son. And so the entire time while my husband's going through the journey of cancer, all the operations and stuff, my daughter's dealing it with her best friend, and she's going through it. And her um, friend died two months after my husband. So, oh, Judy. I just... Yes. How did you it, cope it with was, all of that? Was, I mean, after the it was one after the other, a span of two, three years? Yep. Within, within by fifth anniversary, they were all gone. By their fifth anniversary, Within, how many? One what anniversary? So by our fifth. Your fifth. So we anniversary. got married in two thousand and seven, and by two thousand and twelve, by the October two thousand and twelve, they were all gone, all of them. Job, dog, my my sister in laws, my husband, my mom, my daughter's best friend, all gone. It was. Oh, and gee. someone had told me. At the service, you you haven't even begun to go through your grief yet. And I'm going, are you kidding? I spent the last four years crying. That's all I've done for four years. Wow, were they right. Did you find a great counselor? Did you go to a grieving group? What were some of the tools? I mean, how did you come through this, doing the caterpillar to the butterfly, finding so much positive in life and helping other people? How did you do it? 
it, it, just what you said, I actually didn't go through formal counseling, but I had, because of the business I was in, I met some amazing, amazing folks, doctors and, and coaches and therapists and, and intuitive. In publishing. I just want to tell everyone out there what you're, yes, yeah. in publishing. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Being yeah, so you worked with some world. pretty pretty top-notch authors, didn't you? You can name a few if you want. Yeah, I was working with Deepak Chopra and, and Ariel Ford, Marcy Shymoff, Jack Canfield. So impressive. So, yeah, and then we have lots and lots of doctors in, inside of the, because we had worked with the big a lot of big publishers, Hales Publishing, HarperCollins, McGraw-Hill, Wiley, and, of course, we met these amazing doctors and healers. So we had a great network of people and they taught me a lot. It was, it was the most amazing thing because they allowed me to talk about what it was like and what experience I had had. And that's how I began to feel that I was healing. But just as, as my husband was dying, it was probably within a week, maybe two weeks of his dying. I said to my sister, who's also in the whole author world, she coaches and mentors yeah. authors, Peggy, yeah. Peggy McCall. And I said to her, I'd like to honor my husband. I've The strength that that man has to have gone through what he did for his family only to face the same thing himself, he should be honored for that because it's a strength that's beyond words. Definitely. So that's when she said, why don't we? Why don't you do a book? And and the title came out Unwavering Strength, and it was like, oh my goodness, that's exactly what he's a symbol of. And that's so beautiful. then that's beautiful. how the idea came. Yeah, thank you. And thank isn't you. it interesting that and it, sort of you know God or whomever put all those people in your life? I mean, I believe it's God, but everyone's entitled to their belief. You know, in in your life at the time to support you and kind of lift you and get you through such a horrific you know situation and and then unwavering strength was born it's beautiful it's really very very nice you know you give me goosebumps because because you are so right it's a gift when you're given that kind of opportunity if i had stayed in the corporate world there wasn't Mm -hmm. i was in automotive there's nobody in that world unless it was a coincidence that might have been of any kind of you know, support that would have actually changed my life. Whereas right. I got thrown into, which I thought at the time was a crappy roll of the dice by being let go. And in hindsight, it was one of the best things that had ever happened to me in the middle of that storm was getting the opportunity to meet these amazing individuals who, who just, you know, changed my life. They just, they're the you? ones who, they're, yeah, yeah, they're the ones who, it, Exactly. Deserve the credit because yeah. they're the ones that would sit with me and walk me through it and say to me, you know, you have a choice. You have, There's two paths here. You can yeah. take the yeah. path and go, what was me? And people will understand it. You have been through something horrible. Right. Or you can choose the path that you can honor them, you know, smile for them and make sure that people remember and them in a it. great way. Yeah. Right, and have some spiritual yeah. growth. Not that you would ever have chosen this. That's what I tell people with even the yeah. eyesight loss. You know, the things <laughs> that have come from it have been such gifts. The people in my life, the people who have lifted me and helped me continue to take those steps forward when I felt that I was in the dark, you know, and helped me see the light. It's the same in your situation, you know. Those people were there to say, okay, we've got this 
unbelievable horror story here this is of sadness, you know, but you can choose to right. stay home and put the blankets over your head, or you can really not just even be mediocre, you can really make something out of it to help other people. And that's what it's all about. It. We can help ourselves and help other people in the process. That's it. And, and you, you must find this, too, in your own healing, as, as you're saying, is in your own healing, you find ways to heal others. And by healing others, that then becomes like, it's almost like it's circular. It's a little bit of a selfish it's, gift. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, you, don't, you never think of it that way because I never went into the speaking or the writing or any of that thinking that it would even do that. I didn't know when I embarked on it. But you know this yourself. It's it's a real lift to your serotonin. I think it was Wayne Dyer who used to talk about that. You know, the more that he he used to even say that in a funny way, saying it was kind of a selfish gift that he he got so he got a real kickback from speaking to other people and helping them, helping them with their problems because you feel good. You know, see that's I love you feel good. It's that. like the people in Trader Joe's who help me grocery shop every week and they greet me with the biggest hug. They line up to fight over. Let me shop with you today, and I say, Oh God, I'm so sorry. I hope I didn't take much too much of your time today. And they say, Yeah, we love it. We get out of our jobs, and, and we feel grateful that we can see, and, and you know, and we're helping somebody. So it's those little things in life. See, that, that is perfect, because that's exactly what I found through, you know, the writing of the books and the bringing together of the authors is, is that it was probably the most selfish act I've, I've ever done. It's a selfish act that I, I gift that I gave to others is because it was just the most healing experience in my life because guess what happened? I got to well, talk like you about had, you had those a new purpose. I you, know, you had a new purpose. Yeah. 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 Purpose and I is got everything. We're do... driven we're driven spiritually oh. by purpose, you know. That's it. That's it. That's it. it. Like Mhm. Mhm. I was going to say my whole purpose in all of it too was to honor them. Well, what better way to honor them? Right, than right. Speaking so respectfully of them. So, and you're right. I we have to have a purpose, and the purpose has to be something that you know makes us get up in the morning. Because the one thing you want to do when you go through any kind of life challenge is you don't want to get up in the morning. So now you no. have to refocus, and you have to find that purpose, the one that makes you say. Oh my goodness, this is it. I want to go. I want to help yes. others. So others can learn from what or yes. it it's just offering an ear. Like some people will say that to me. You're a good listener. Well if that's all yes. the get one of the gifts that I offer now, well, I'm happy that I'm able to do it. What an honor. Well, we are blessed so, that you've done it because you brought us all together and now we're sharing the stories, you know, around the world. So tell us how the books are doing. The books are doing great. We have created, as you mentioned, we have a volume two of the Unwavering Strength. It's it's uh, so the first two books are, are um, both compilations of stories that are intended to inspire others by the fact that you know we've chosen to come through because there's some amazing stories in these books. As as you're and, telling, and they us, hit you know, international best-selling status, right? Both books are international best-selling books. I think we so I think we actually reached that uh, bestseller in six countries for both the hard copy book and the e-book. And uh, I just released a journal this past summer, which also became an international bestseller, which I'm really proud of. And cause my daughter, actually Jennifer Gibson, she created the journal for me. I put my name on it because it's unwavering strength, but it's her work of art because we wanted right. a way that that. 
we're able to express every day the gratitude for the gifts that we are given because that's what you need sure. to do too is is do it. But the bo- but the books I, I I am I am so proud. There's I think 54 authors in the two books and and you know many 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 of them I now can call dear dear friends like yourself and 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 it's such a privilege and honor to have oh, represented and everybody. The Mutual Admiration Club, believe me, I'm so grateful and blessed to, to have been invited into your book. You know, it's so exciting. And and just the few authors that I interviewed in the past few weeks, uh, Rodney and Sharon, the last two shows that we did, have unbelievable stories, the same, you know, of people who have overcome mm-hmm. incredible they challenges. Do. Rodney, who walked out of a wheelchair after 18 years, you know, Sharon, who was who claimed totally disabled after a horseback riding accident and wakes up not only with a Scottish brogue, but she's she's uh, she's on fire. She's unstoppable. She still does everything. That's it. I wanted, and that was the other thing I wanted, the books to, you know, I can't convey is the diversity, and in, in I didn't want it to just be about cancer because I don't want it to be, these these books or these messages aren't depressive messages. It's not the woe is me. You can tell by you and I. We aren't sitting here Absolutely. and saying, oh, you know, every day I sit here and I cry and then i got to pick myself up and wash off my face. It's, no, it's like every day I, I wake up in the morning and I'm grateful for the day that I've been given. And I'm actually grateful for every single one of those people for having come in my life. I would not change it first. I, I would change their end but I would not change them being in my life, even for a no, short time. No, never. No, and the gratitude so special, list is but... so important. You know, even the five yeah. things a day just to go to bed every night and write your gratitude list. And even if you don't have time, get in the bed and say, what what great happened today? For instance, this interview. I'm grateful for this interview, you know. And every time we turn on the news today, my God, it's like a it, – it, it's, it's, it's a changed world. We have to be grateful, you know, every single day for the people that we love and – and um, our friends, our family, you know, to live in, you know, safe place and just just be grateful, you know, for everything. I so agree with you. I think also, too, what's really imp- important is that people understand that they have a choice about everything. It's attitude. You know, everything's you, attitude. Yeah, because it's like, you know what, you aren't, you aren't, you know, somebody who can ward off bad news or bad things happen, it will happen. However, what is your choice is how you react to it and what you do with it. You how can you choose deal with it. to get mad. And, yeah, it's like, it's like you know, hearing of the the shootings or, or hearing, you know, when somebody gets mad at you or you have a fight with somebody, you can choose to get into it or you can choose that you step To engage or not engage. Exactly. It's like when somebody even does something that you don't agree with, but their family or or dear friend, you know, you can sit there and stay angry forever. Or you can choose that. Forgive them. Sometimes it's you not know about one of the you. best they are mad at you. Uh, shows that I ever did was with Christine Carlson, who was married to the author of uh, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And they wrote multiple books oh, yeah. together. They were on Oprah. And, you know, I, I don't know if you remember her story, but she was on an airplane. I guess her husband was on an airplane coming home. forgot whether they were together. But he just, boom, he died, you know, out of the blue, a heart attack or something like that. And she went on to continue to write books. And one of the books was Don't Sweat the Small Stuff in Love. And 
Now, they had a whole series, just like Unwavering Strength. But her books, I often go back to them and refer. They're so simple, but it, it's the truth. The little things in life are not what we're supposed to get upset about. You know, save your energy for the big mountains, you know. It's not worth it. It's not worth the and, fight. And that's it. And that's it. And understand, even for the big ones, I agree about the small Even ones. for the big ones. But even for take the a big breath. ones, there's always two places, two courses two ways. of action you can take Always. Two ways up the mountain. I don't, I don't think there's exactly there's two ways up. Yeah. And guess what? That means there's two ways down. Definitely. So, Definitely. And you know, yeah. And it's it, life itself is is similar to that. It's like riding the waves. I like to think of of life, even the years of the healing. I like to think of it in waves. You know what? There are days I know. where I just sit here and I pout you know i'm i'm i sure. need that time where it's about me and but sure. i know that the next day or the day after i'm getting back up i'm getting back on that you know riding block or that horse or whatever it is i might be getting back up on but i'm getting back up on it and i'm bringing back Definitely. the smile and i'm going like to like i bring, said to sharon last week know. after her horseback riding accident and i said you're literally riding you got back in the saddle you know so, that Judy, we're winding it. down on time, but I, I wanted so much for you to tell people a bit about your website and where they can buy the books. And uh, if you have another release coming up, anything anything you'd like to do, the floor is yours. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So we do have a website, unwaveringstrength.com, and you can certainly buy the books on, on my website or you can buy them on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, anywhere. You know, you just type in Unwavering Strength and usually the three books will appear. The next phase for us is that um, I'm doing something, I'm doing a couple things. I'm continuing the series, so they, there will be a book three, book four, and many, many more, and also intend to bring out a couple different types of journals because I realize everybody's different in, in how they journal, so I will be also sure. doing those. But we're also bringing out an, an, a series within series, so I'm creating the people like the Rodney Flowers and the Sharon Campbell Raymonds, I'm going to start a new series of books with each one of them. And with Rodney, there's going to be a book series called Unwavering Strength to Get Up and Achieve More. And it also will be a collaboration book, and it will include stories about getting up, you know, whether it be physically, mentally, whatever. It, it, it's all about the life getting you down and then finding it within yourself or the tools you use to get back up. And we want to make sure that one of the things we highlight is the tools that it takes to get back up or to inspire others or to, you know, overcome challenges. That's wonderful. That's like Volume 3 where where I wrote the chapter on energy, too. The, is that this similar, right? You're doing Correct. something on tools. And, yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. yes. Well, I can't thank yes. you enough yes. for your time today. And everyone listening, we've been speaking with Judy O'Byrne, the president and founder of Hasmark Publishing Company out of Toronto, Canada. And I'm so delighted you joined us today, Judy, to share all your your wisdom and, um, you know, to open your heart that way, to talk about all the loss that you suffered. Because loss is one of the most difficult things in life, whether it's a, a job loss, a spouse, a, a pet, uh, a vision loss, whatever it is. But I hope after today and listening, you'll know that nothing is insurmountable, and there there's an attitude choice there, as Judy and I discussed. And so please visit her website, 
And if you want to check out Volume 2, my chapter is entitled 100 Blind Dates, if you want a good laugh. (laughs) And I hope you have a blessed day. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm Kristen McDonald for Second Vision.